0: Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Download episodes of previous shows. It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get ready! What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 what's, yo, what's crack, crack Like a deal, double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy J. Hey, radio. We're taking over the radio. are locked in. KLP, Kennedy Lucas. <laughs> it's going down. It's crazy. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Powered core, core 94. 94. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. This is the KLP Aftermath Season 2, the next episode. Hopefully you guys are ready for another exciting podcast here today. Um, very excited for that because if you guys can hear, um, we're, we're getting back to the roots of things. We're getting back to the roots of doing... A, a great production when it comes to podcasting, getting all the equipment that we need to perform a great podcast for you guys. So I'm super stoked to be not only in the studio, but of course we have our our technology here. We have a lot of cords. If you, if I I might do like a behind the scenes of the podcast one day because there is a lot that goes on to doing a podcast show. It's not just coming in the mic, coming on a mic, and just recording and just talking for 30 minutes or so it's a whole scale production so we're testing the waters here a little bit um very very excited because this is the uh, new change of season two um season one we just had you know the computer the microphone we plug it in plug and play and do a thing um so of course this equipment we have is not new this is older equipment that we've had but if you guys notice the video version i am using a different mic this is the mic we use when we have our studios in atlanta klp entertainment space studio where we have the recording booth, we have the Phantom Power. Um, So We have our Phantom Power. That's going to be traveling with us a lot. We have this microphone, and stand, and the cords. All of it's going to be traveling with us. I would say the only thing that's new in the studio is the headphones that I'm using. These are my brand new uh, Studio Beats Studio 3s that I got for Christmas. So that's the only thing that's new about it, but we're getting back to the roots of podcasting. And I'm excited. I'm very excited for Season 2. Hopefully, a lot of people are ready for it. I know a lot of students saw the Season 2 premiere. So excited for that because there's just so much going on to that when it comes to doing uh, podcasting, and you know, students are really ready for it and they're ready for it, of course. So, a little bit of housekeeping news, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys haven't seen it yet, of course, Black Code Season 2 did premiere last night on YouTube and Daily Motion. Of course, you guys can see it right now. That is my show that we produce here at Guilty Entertainment, and I'm so excited because the season two of that. And, you know, a lot of people love season one and I'm very, very, very excited about season two. You know, it's just one of those things that I get so excited about when doing these shows because, you know, it's, it's allowing me as a director to do my thing and record and to bring you guys a great show. Um. Story-wise, and you guys really do enjoy it, so I'm stoked. I'm happy. I'm thankful uh, for. I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I am very thankful for that as well. So let's get on to the news announcements. You guys didn't want to hear about KLP Entertainment news. You guys want to hear about what I'm going to talk about here on today's show. You guys, how you guys know how we do it? Each show, I try to find a "Did you know?" a segment of the show, and you guys enjoy it. And this one goes out to all my ladies out there because it pertains to ladies. Guys can't get this. Um, but I wanted to talk about it just to kind of get the get the wheels turning in the minds of my, my listeners out there. So hair and nail, nails grow faster during pregnancy. A surprising side effect of pregnancy is that nails and hair grow faster than usual. I can only imagine because women, when they're pregnant, they go through a lot of stuff. They, I, and I, 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 don't know based off experience because I haven't had. Uh, I don't think I, I, don't had a friend that was pregnant. I have friends that have kids, but I don't think I've seen friends that are pregnant um, that I can remember. Um, except for one, shout out to Akia. Uh, I don't know if Akia is listening to uh, this podcast, but Akia Clay, uh, she was an RA with us at GGC. I that's I think that was the only friend of mine that I saw pregnant, and they get they went through changes. Um, oh, and Tiffany Wilson. Tiffany Wilson um, was one of the uh, teachers at the private school we went to a century ago. I do remember her getting pregnant. She went through a lot of changes too. So women, you guys, you ladies go through a lot of changes when you guys are pregnant for sure. Uh, This is due to the changes of hormones as well as increased blood circulation and metabolism supply and supplying nutrients. According to Amy O'Connor, writing for what to expect, a uh, pregnant person's hair also might feel thicker and look more shinier and healthier than usual, Uh, though she warms so she warns that it is, uh, can occasionally mean that it's suspecting may suddenly sprout uh, uh, strands in place, they're rather not. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, it says here, if you have any want to uh, question everything you know, of course, click the 50 well-known facts about actual uh, common myths. That's from the article. Very, very interesting to know that because I, I, I never knew that kind of change. I knew women go through a lot of other changes that I'm not going to mention here on the show, but... Help your hair, thicker hair, longer nails. I, who knew? I, who who knew? I I didn't know about that. I really did not know that that can happen uh, to a lot of uh, pregnant women. So that's very interesting to know. Um, so I wanted to talk about this uh, one thing real quick because you know, podcast to another podcaster. I like to talk about different podcasters out there in the world, and this has been the trending topic, and this really makes me question. I don't question CNN too much because I genuinely enjoy CNN when they have some good stuff. But we gotta talk about it, Uh, and I'm looking at T right now because he he saw it because we're all podcasters and we he saw it. Uh, Shout out to Joe Rogan. I doubt he's listening to this podcast, but if he is, you know, shout out to him. Um, Okay, so Joe Rogan is the famous podcaster that's out there in the world, and. I inspired, he inspired me to um, continue doing podcasting because I am a subscriber to his shows. He has it to where now, um, this was really cool because I think he was the first podcaster to start doing his podcasting video version for Spotify um, before we came on and we were able to get early access to start doing our podcast video versions as well. But Joe Rogan, he, I am very, very inspired by him. He, Uh, really gets me going he really actually keeps me going in podcasting because you guys know when we started in 2010 I started doing video and making movies that that was KOP Entertainment that was just content creating for video for YouTube now that we're continuing to do YouTube but now we're dabbling into this podcast world and I've been doing it for I want to say about almost 10 years now so I inspire podcasters out there to go out and do their podcasts. And Joe Rogan's one of those podcasters that I like to, uh, that I inspire by. Very, very interesting because he went on his Instagram, uh, video to confirm. Unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, I, I, Joe Rogan somehow, again, if you're somehow listening or watching the show, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. COVID is one of those things that it's very scary. Um, I know I recently tested negative for COVID, um, after Christmas, me and my brother got extremely sick and I can come out and say now that I'm tested negative. I probably had COVID, uh, I've had COVID, um, after Christmas getting sick. And now I was isolating. I did isolate myself for 14 days after Christmas. So that's again, why y'all didn't see like podcasting right after Christmas. You didn't see content right after Christmas because I was just at the house sick, um, So Joe Rogan, test positive for COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, Again, I do wish him a speedy recovery, but I wanted to talk about it because CNN posted his same video on their network and they made him look so extremely sick. It's one of those things that I'm just like, really, CNN? Really? You're really trying to do that for clout? And the thing is, CNN doesn't have to do all of that for clout. CNN doesn't have to been the truth been the story just for them to get their market sales up for their network because cnn is a very powerful network and stuff like that really makes me mad because they you guys can go out there you can google it you can go on joe rogan's story they made him look like he was dying in their in their piece they grayed him out they made his whole head look dry his mouth look dry and then because i saw it on joe rogan's instagram and he did a comparison right He did a comparison of CNN's version of it and then his original Instagram version of it. Um, COVID does have that effect that if you have deep COVID, you're going to look like that. Yes, you will look grayed out. You You will look sick. Joe Rogan, when he announced that he was positive, I believe he was in his early stages of having COVID. So... Because I remember, again, I possibly, again, I tested negative, so I don't know if I had COVID or not, but when I had the symptoms of COVID and I believed that I thought I might have had COVID, I didn't even look like that. I didn't look grayed out. I didn't look, now my lips were chapped, yes, but I didn't look all sick and like grayed out like that. So it was just very interesting that, I don't know, they just made him look grayed out. And it's, it's a sad occasion that networks, news networks, they have to bend the truth. And he tagged on his, this is his thing that, you know, CNN reports fake, fake news. And sometimes they do. And it's just the unfortunate thing because a lot of our news channels we get now, I think that sometimes they post fake news because they need to make their quota. And that's how networks work. Um, here at KOP Entertainment, we don't post fake news. We, we post news. Um, when it goes to Box TV, again, shout out to Box TV. You guys can watch and listen to Box TV right now, YouTube and uh, Spotify video, as well as all of our audio platforms. But we don't report fake news. We When we promote our shows and our, our different podcasts that go on Box TV, we proof see them first here in the studio. We have to watch them first before we're just uploading something. So I, I just. It's unfortunate because CNN is very powerful. I did apply to, to work at CNN at one point in my lifetime. I didn't get it. But, you know, I wanted to work for that network because I love their network. I just I hate that they did that to Joe Rogan. I hate that they they needed to do that to make themselves look good and say, oh, look how sick Joe Rogan looks like he doesn't he didn't even I couldn't fathom when I saw that I laughed really loud. And I was in the office and like. I laughed really, really, really loud in my office because it was just it was just funny that they made him look like this when he didn't even look like this. And he caught them on their clout chasing. I don't I don't get it. Of course, no more kind of sad news announcements. But this is pertaining to movies. If you guys don't know who this uh, Oscar winner Trailblazer um african-american actor is you've been living under a rock for the last couple of years of course uh sydney Portray, uh and i always butchered his last name uh poitier excuse me oscar winner and trailblazer black activist uh actor has died at the age of 94 i know this is not um super news because this news been out for a couple days i just couldn't get to it until today's podcast But he's the iconic actor that broke racial barriers in Hollywood. He was the first black actor man to win an Oscar back in 1964. Of course, Sidney, the legendary actor and activist who broke racial barriers, unfortunately had died at the age of 94. A source close to the family confirmed his death to NBC News as the son of the poor uh, tomato farmers in Bahamas. Poitiers uh, first began when he moved to work in Miami. And later on in New York City as a team before, uh, before becoming the first black male actor to win an Oscar in 1964 for his performance in the film uh, *Lilies of the Field*. Um, I saw a lot of us. Um, I didn't post an Instagram post, and I, I, I regret not doing that. But I just, I'm, I'm very, I'm sad that he is he's dead. But I, I he, he's also inspired me too because. We're, I'm in the film industry, so to see that our culture can go so far and to do it out really well in the film industry, it it, it, it it gets me going. It gets me going. It gets me going to continue make movies. It gets me going to, even though if I have 10 views on a film that I produce, I still keep going because I have um, culture, history like Sydney Poitier that was a trailblazer in the black community for us, for the film community, making such a huge impact. So I say a lot of, to my film guys and gals out there, if you don't know, especially if you're in our culture, the black African-American culture, um, research Sidney Poitier, because he he's, he's done so much. He's, he's done so much work around the world. Um, and I think a lot of black actors, directors, producers, actresses, I feel that we don't get the amount of credit that we are deserved in our community, in the film, in the film industry, because we're, we tend to get overlooked a little bit when it comes to our culture. Because you have a lot of people, you have a lot of people in our culture that's creating these crazy, awesome movies, but then you don't really see that much credit. I saw another movie that Mahershala Ali, he directed, and I'm not trying to cross the actor there, but um, because I recently got Apple TV, Mahershala Ali's newest movie, Swan Song, was a fantastic movie, but you don't see that. You don't see movies that are in that culture getting promoted. Like, I heard of swan song when i watched the breakfast club and he was on there talking about his new movie i was like okay why are you not on and i get it it's apple tv but why are you not on commercials why are you not out there promoting this movie that you just and it's not his fault i'm not blaming maharshala maharshala ali but the, the 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 point is you don't see black directors black producers black owned movies getting promoted as much as it should and it really bothers me um, I think the only movie that's got a heavy promotion that I've seen so far has had to be Black Panther because Black Panther with Marvel they have an awesome marketing team and I think this is the time is now for us the african-american culture in the film industry to find ways to start marketing your business whether it's your business whether it's your films whether it's your projects and you guys know on our instagram all of our Instagram I'm promoting Every single day, when it comes to my music, film, podcast, we're promoting every single day because there's not enough of us in our culture that are not getting the marketing materials that we need out there. And I, I think again, when it goes down to Sydney uh, Pointiere, you know, um, God rest uh, his soul, rest in peace, uh, rest in paradise, my, my brother. Um, it's just the unfortunate thing that now that people are that's in our culture are dying now people are starting to understand the work that goes on to our community and it shouldn't take somebody's death to do that it should just take hey look what he's been doing this is what he did he needs to be in hall of fame somewhere honestly but uh, i'm sure the oscars are going to recognize him at the oscars again uh, we'll see because you know who knows but we'll see we'll see on that of course no more news announcements now we're not going to go so political in our shows because i i never like to go political but this is what we have to do y'all of course the three men that was uh responsible for the murder of Ahmad Aubrey has been sentenced uh of course guilty and it's said that they've been sentenced, sentenced to life in prison for this uh uh this this Horrific event uh, that, that happened to our uh, the United States, and there's more been more of us being killed since then. But it's finally good to see that Ahmaud Aubrey, and I know a lot of people are gonna say that, that, that's still not enough, and I get it, I understand, but. It is good to see that those three men will be um, life in prison. Um, That will not be fun for those three gentlemen. And I hope that they do not drop the soap. So that's all I'm going to say on that as well. Of course, Texas teacher put son with COVID-19 in the car trunk to prevent exposures. Okay ladies and gentlemen please don't do this um of course a texas teacher was accused of putting her covid 19 positive son in the trunk of her car to prevent being exposed to the virus course documents show the woman excuse me the woman faces a charge of chain a child endangerment which is true ladies and gentlemen don't do that if your parents out there in this world and i know it's hard i don't know from experience because again i don't have any kids but If you're out there putting your kid out there in the trunk of your car because you need to take your kids or you need to go somewhere, please do not put them in the trunk. Uh, you will be faced with child endangerment that is super super dangerous. Find a babysitter. Find somebody to watch. Well, you can't really find somebody because I mean, if the if the child is COVID nineteen positive, no one wants to. I wouldn't want to go watch a child if I if I knew that that child had COVID. So, I just think there's there's different ways to go out and run your errands. Find a way to do it. Just don't do that because that's super 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 dangerous. Uh, I I've read this article today and I'm just like, okay, this is what's going on of course. Um, she arrived at the COVID nineteen testing site with a thirteen year old son in the back of the vehicle. According to the arrest warrant filed Wednesday at Harris County District Court, the woman is a high school English teacher. Oh more of our educational people doing dumb stuff. Who has been in the Cypress-Fairbanks Independent School District northeast of Houston since 2011? NBC affiliate uh, KPRC of Houston reported she has been uh, placed on administrative leave. Uh, now you now you don't have a job, and it's you. Know, let me tell you, it's hard out here because if you if you don't have a job, you're not working during these these troubling times. I you know I wish you best of luck, but I mean now you just messed up because now you don't have a job and you have a 13 year old son that. 13 year old son that you need to take care of now and it's that times is going to be hard so the district said in the statement to nbc news um <clears throat> like i say just don't do that y'all the parents out there if you're, you're you're if you're if your child is sick just don't do it it's not worth it just don't just just don't okay that's all i can say on that just don't of course jeopardy, jeopardy champ emmy excuse me, Amy Schneider becomes the first woman to surpass $1 million. Of course, I did see this and this was quite interesting that that, that this happened. Of course, Amy Schneider is one of the competitors that was on Jeopardy and she surpassed the $1 million mark on the Jeopardy game. You know, of course, she won over $1,019 um, by playing the game of Jeopardy. So, congratulations to Amy Schneider. You are a millionaire and how you did it you did it because you won, and you're very, very good at Jeopardy! So, congratulations! I, I, I that's that's history. I, I she I think she it said in an article, she was one out of four competitors that won the over the one million mark. So, that's that's quite interesting. So now we're going to switch gears, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sports HD, the last segment of the podcast here today. And of course, I've been talking about so many great things, but I wanted to talk about this because this has come across my desk. This is coming from the PFT, the Pro Football Talk, of course. And I had I had my notes here. Um, sorry, guys. I have to have notes when I'm talking about these good, good topics, of course. Uh, Olin Cruz, of course, Bears offered me a job at $15 an hour. They have to change how they do business. Of course, Oli Cruz played center for the Bears for 13 seasons. That is a long time to be playing for a team. 13 seasons, that's that's a long way. Went to 6 pro bowls and has a message for the team ownership if they want to change the franchise's future, stop being cheapskates. Of course, Cruz said that the Bears needed uh to be willing to spend some money to bring in good people. That is true. And uh, I, I, I'm surprised at the Bears because you know every football team, uh, NFL football team that is, you have money. There are investors. There are rich people that invest. Um, when I become a millionaire, billionaire one day out this world, I want to own a football team because. If you think about ownership, that's your IP, that's your property. You own a stake in the company, whatever it is. And I'm sure in the the Bears, I'm sure you have investors to invest in your team. So it's not like these teams are broke Um, right here in Atlanta. It's not like the Falcons are broke. You have all these different investors that put their money in to the program to help make it better and then they get a revenue of a, a profits return. So it's, you're not broke. I, I, I don't understand because I read articles like this and it's very interesting because you have these teams that are cheapskates and don't want to pay Good money for good players, and then they wonder why their seasons are not doing very well. Again, not to knock on my Atlanta Falcons. I honestly think we need better people for the Falcons because for the past five years, we have not been doing well. I'm just saying that's just me. I know I'm probably going to get some hate. I know my brother is about to turn my podcast off right now because he is a huge Falcons fan. Um, I think every team deserves good people. And when you put down money for good people, you might have the potential of a great team for a great semester. And it's just one of those things that... This is the case here. Cruz says you need to bring in money to have good people. They are currently aren't. Of course, Cruz cited his own example of being offered $15 an hour. I never heard that before. $15 an hour, which currently is a minimum wage in Chicago to work on a team's offensive lineman. Of course, the last time they offered me a job, they offered me $15 an hour, Cruz says, on the 670 The Score. That's another show. Uh, that's the way they do business. Those are the things that they have to change. Of course, Cruz said in 2018, then Bears offensive line coach Henry, uh, excuse me, Harry Heiston wants Cruz to work with offensive linemen, but the financial portion of the offer was insulting. Of course, they wanted him, and this is the quote in, quote from, from Cruz. It says, Harry wanted me to come in and help with the offensive line development, help coach the offensive line. He said, of course, they offered me $15 an hour to come in there as an independent contractor for Cruz indicated that the bears made a similar low ball offer to Devon, uh, excuse me, Donovan Rolai, Pronounce their last name. Wrong, I'm sorry. Um, who did accept a job with the team, but left the season because uh, to become the offensive line coach for Nebraska for a guaranteed salary of $325, uh, excuse me, $325,000, excuse me, a year. That's pretty good. I mean, I do it for 325,000 a year. Um, that's, 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 that's pretty good. I mean, that's how much coaches, um, NFL coaches, I say, because I've met a lot of coaches, a lot of college coaches, a lot of high school coaches, they don't don't get paid that much. But a lot of NFL coaches get paid about that much. So that's a good uh, wage. That is almost half a million a year. So, Honestly, I do it for that salary rate. For that, uh, leaving the Bears to go to Nebraska for the offer three hundred, excuse me, three hundred twenty five thousand a year. Um, and they, there's more to this, of course. If the Bears keep lowballing assistant coaches, then the Bears are going to keep having assistant coaches leave in the middle of the season. And that's one of the things that you just never want. You never want an assistant assistant coach leaving mid season because when coaches leave. It leaves your team in a bind. And, you know, you got this new coach coming in. You don't know what's going on. I've seen a lot of coaches in my college experience uh, and high school a little bit where coaches ride out the whole year. And then when the season's over, they leave and they find a new coach and they start development plans. So that's the way I think the Bears should go. Um, you have a lot of assistant coaches living midseason, and now the team is stuck. And then you may not do good within your season because you're you're firing or people are leaving midseason. So just one of those things that I I, I hope the Bears get it, get it together. Fifteen dollars an hour, yes, that is a minimum wage for Chicago. That is true, but I honestly think the Bears have it to where they can invest money in good coaches, good players. Um, they got investors every football team has an investor a big time investor so it's not like they just don't have the investors it's just they want to be cheap and I think football players football teams should not be uh, should not be cheap when it comes to their players because honestly the players they love football but they do it for money too and a lot of players out there in NFL they get paid a lot of money to play ball so uh, I just one of those things where where it's it's smart for Cruz to turn that down fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, I'd turn that down too for that. Um, I, I just I hope the Bears get it together because the Bears is a great team. It's just they have to figure out their 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 financial plan when it comes to investing in these teams. So that's going to wrap it up here on today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Uh, Always remember to follow our social media, whether it's my personal at Kennedy Lucas KLP, with KLP Entertainment and all of our other uh, radio stations like Emory Radio 1, that's on Instagram. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching the video podcast version of today's show on YouTube, Daily Motion, at KLP Entertainment, and of course on Spotify Video, at Swanky 93.3, the radio station, and Emory 94.6, the radio station. So this has been the KOP Aftermath with yours KOP Kennedy Lucas. Hopefully you guys stay safe and stay swanky. It's the KOP Aftermath. Get, get, get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 yo What's, what's crackling? Crack like this? Big double shit. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G- J-, G- J. Radio. We're taking over the radio. You're locked in with KOP Kennedy Lucas. It's going down. It's crazy. <laughs> what's, what's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the, Power the Core 94. 94.